Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hello, long-lost friends. Hi, everyone. And one particular long-lost friend. Hello, Emily, from across the cyberspace. Listen to me, I've never sounded older. <laughs> I, I look at my machine and I see your face. The interweb. Uh, how are you, Em? Oh, Annabelle, I am absolutely fine, but I am obsessed with fake tan <laughs> to the point of madness. And and I've been layering it on. I've got a, a sort of gradual tan situation going and I keep adding more and more and I'm beginning to get streaks around my, you know, the side of your foot and the edges of your nails, where it's, you know, but I, but nevertheless, she persisted. So you were like, you look a bit of, nic- you look a bit nicotine That's exactly, I look like I've been dunked in uh, a sort of beer garden end of cigarette tray. Do you know what I mean? Like totally disgusting. Oh, yeah, if exactly. Um, <laughs> Those and I think days. And I'm saying about the fake tan because I feel like it's sort of it's sort of it's representative of my general state of mind, which is I keep ordering. I'm on my third attempt at denim shorts. <laughs> I don't know why. I know your face is hilarious, and uh, across the interweb, and I keep sending them back because obviously they look ridiculous. Oh, is but that it's just, why I d- you've been? Is that why you've been muttering? I just have to go to the post office. I was thinking, why would anyone go to the post office in this? <laughs> current climate is it because of the denim shorts you keep having to go to the post office i keep having to go to to send back the denim shorts and it is it is the triumph of hope over whatever experience because they've never looked good on me i've never been down to manage to but the thing is though the thing is is that denim shorts i mean very very few people can carry off denim shorts I am not one of them. I'm still going on. So, yes, yeah, so the fake tan, the denim shorts, it's all part of a kind of of a sort of uh, lockdown lunacy that has gripped me where I sort of have reimagined myself as sort of Daisy Duke. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why. Are they actually denim hot pants? No. One pair that arrived were denim hot pants. Oh, we laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, please wear them. No, I send them back. They was No, I just wear them. No. I mean, why not? Who's going to see you? Well, who is going to see me exactly? Not you. Anyway, how are you, my gorgeous friend that I miss madly? Uh, I'm absolutely fine, but I have come down with really quite acute hay fever. <laughs> like, really, really, like, I can hardly see. I'm coughing all the time. I'm sort of snuffly if I sound even more sort of than usual that's why and and apart, apart from the fact that it's physically quite unpleasant some part of me I have to admit sees it as a sort of genetic weakness so I feel <laughs> <laughs> I feel ashamed to have hay fever it's one of those things that you know we often have these in our lives don't we where they're unpleasant but they're also slightly shaming and this is a really stupid example of one of those things but also do you remember in our 20s when we were forced to you know on the sunny days you're forced to go and sit and drink in a park um, we were my... forced. God, I hated those. <laughs> I they were so, so itchy much. and joyless. And and you could never pee. Never pee. And also, you know, obviously, alcohol is a diuretic or whatever. For me, anyway, everything is a diuretic. But For you, it is. Yes, Blood exactly. Blood size of a lentil. And, but then there was always the person who got really bad hay fever and I used to look at them with sort of withering scorn. And now, of course, now, the uh, back before in the old days, last summer, I'm, I was 
phoning you, I think, underneath like some plane trees and my throat like closed up and I thought, oh I my know, God. It's like anaphylactic shock is moments <sighs> away. I happened to read something last week that said that one of the reasons that we're all getting really bad hay fever is because with the planting... With the planting, I mean, I sound very foreign in Swedish. I mean... With the planting, they haven't got the sex balance of the trees. So they've planted too many male trees. Now, (laughs) isn't that a metaphor? (laughs) All the male trees are making us sick. (laughs) Also, I just love the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, let's just plant loads of male trees. Because, you know, why would we... Because it'll just be better. Yes, exactly. They'll just be better trees, you know? Yeah, they'll be better trees. They'll be stronger, more capable, less emotional. (laughs) No more crying trees, but a sick of the nervous breakdowns. All well, those there you go. Weeping trees. Ooh, weeping willows. How are you feeling? Well, you know, I sort of I feel like again, like this sort of wild pendulum type person. And I think we're we're basically on tour, do you know what I mean? Emotionally on tour, yeah. Yeah. So I mean With no itinerary, no guide, no plan, all the wrong clothes. No groupies. Feeling constantly jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're just sort of in uncharted territory and again for the millionth time. And I'm just sort of I just feel I know it's like, like every time a new emotion strikes you, you sort of go, hmm, unnerving, without bothering to dig any deeper at this point. It's yeah, a bit exactly. like wearing denim shorts, like, what's the point? Exactly. What's the point? And it's it's as though we took the road less travelled, and now we just don't know where the hell we fucking are. But I, I know, feel but there are there are there are some well trodden paths. I mean, in terms of going on tour, uh, I I mean, living in the overwhelm. Oh well, I've basically balls deep into the overwhelm. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's I think you were saying this morning, weren't you, that you're a mixture of sort of you know entirely horizontal staring at the sky, catatonic, and I've got to get it done. I've got to get it done. I've got to get it done. Yeah, am I going to get it done? Am I going to get it done? And then like oh, you know, back to this sort of like you know denim wearing. I think the problem is is that you know still with all of the lockdown backdrop as it were or or you know very much in the foreground but you know we're still trying to excel at our careers we're still trying to maintain our relationships with people even people we don't like very much trying to drink enough water have some kind of social life that lasts beyond 9 p.m wear clothing that aren't well actually i have to say that at the moment um just a text can send me into the overwhelm i just find the idea of, of summoning up enough of myself to reply to a text can send me straight to the overwhelm, which means how am I going to manage when I, I'm face-to-face with someone and I have to deliver some kind of personality? And I don't know, and I'm quite worried about that. No, I, I, I get that. Do you think that all of our texts... It would be great if someone could invent an automatic response to our texts that says, I will get back to you within three to five working days, <laughs> which yes. seems like a reasonable kind of thing. Almost like, a, like an out-of-office. What is a working office. day now? No, true, exactly. Well, three to five working days could be 10 working days or two, depends on how much you can cram in. I mean, I think that's the thing, isn't it? And sometimes when it all gets too much, I feel like I'm living in, even though I'm obviously, you know, locked in my house, I feel like I'm living in some kind of wild, wild country, you know, where where, where all reason is is, is somehow abandoned, uh, all hope is out the window, you know, caution is thrown to the wind, and I just sink into the emotional mud and just roll a roll around on it yeah on it (laughs) in it yeah (laughs) the emotional quicksand and then when when that happens my tendency is always to believe that that particularly sort of sticky unpleasant painful mood is going to last forever weeks years I feel I, I get a sort of calcification when I think that that is just how I'm going to feel forever yeah and it's harder in lockdown because not there's there's no there's nothing to to kick you out of it. And there's that really weird thing as well when, you, when you've when you been in this strange mood locked 
locked it in your house and then you have to go outside for your brief exercise, whatever. And you're so worried about meeting people with your wild hair and your wild tan and your wild, it's just insane. Eyes, your very yeah, wild, exactly. mad eyes. Just like swiftly. And you sort of pray, you, you half craving to bump into people and half terrified that you're going to say something. I've said this a few weeks ago that I had a conversation that was so awkward I just wanted, I'm, and I'm clenching just thinking about it. I feel sick, actually. Um, and I think as well, I've experienced the brink. Do you know what I mean? Living, living on the brink. Where uh, it's a sort of a dark place where your irritations are kind of micro-needling you like sort of sadistic facialists. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like when you have those terrible rolling thing. And everything is annoying. Our feelings, are we angry enough? No. More coffee, please. The Zooms the forms that you've got to randomly fill in anything and we are and just then oh. while you're feeling like that you will swivel and come face to face with yourself in a mirror and you'll see the bags under your eyes and you'll see which are probably quite red from the male trees um and you'll <laughs> see the roots in your hair and 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 you're just you it's almost like you can see your heart either pounding madly or having slightly given up and you look at yourself and you think i just don't know anymore no. And also, what happens if we're at capacity? That's the thing. What happens over the brink? And what happens when you don't have anything more to give? It's a terrifying well, I think thought. I think, that's, I think a lot of us feel that because the brink is what we call coping. Yeah. You know, it's what Meghan Markle, who I am no fan of, would call surviving but not thriving. You know, the yes. brink is where we all tend to spend quite a lot of our time. We set up a deck chair on the brink and there we sit, yeah. sweating, emotionally yeah. panicking, you know. I can't believe you said deck chair. Also, I have been sitting in deck chairs, which is the flip side to my feelings at the moment, which is when I'm, as, as you said earlier, I'm in Lake Placid. So I'm just like blissfully relaxed relaxed enough to sit on and actually sit on a deck chair for longer than five Without minutes. Without thinking, is today the day that I irreparably <laughs> shatter my coccyx? Exactly. <laughs> Although I still, there is no elegant way of getting out of a fucking deck chair, is there? I mean, just, I no. basically just roll off and <laughs> hope that no one sees it. Hope for um, the best. And then I'm relaxed enough to be able to deal with everything without unleashing hell. But I mean... Is, well, the, it, the, 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 alternative, the alternative to being on Lake Placid in terms of where we live would be to be in denial, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that denial has helped me quite a lot in the past two or three months. You know, I like denial. I just a little dip in, in denial. Uh, you know, where, where, where are you going to go right now? Well, I can't go anywhere, but I'm glad you asked because I'm in denial. Fancy a swim in denial with me? We're just going to go and pop into denial. Mm, nice. I'm liking this denial thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's that, the, you've just said the word swimming. I just miss being in water, like, so much. I can't even think about it. I just can't wait till I can somehow plunge myself into a pool. Yes, because this is water season. It is, don't you think? And, and it's one of the mm. things that really gives me joy, like actual joy. And I have this, you know, when I swim... I have this weird, like, commentator in my head, like Claire Balding, going, look at the way she swims. Look at the way her body moves through water. That turn, she is... And I do... <laughs> it's so silly, but it is just... It's a moment where my mind and body kind of unite in a positive way, as opposed to in a kind of co contra... <laughs> a total conflict. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unlike I'm the also... 
<laughs> but also it's the weightlessness. You you can't you're not you know I you know I'm a I'm a bath person and much as I have to apologize to the planet, I'll have showers to me feel like a punishment and a penance. But you're not really weight you you know, your my large bottom is always touching a part of the bath. So are my elbows, you know, I'm just I'm not I'm just it's a difference between dunked in water and being like properly, you know, blissfully submerged in water. I mean, things yeah. that give you joy, right? So yeah. the inexorable march of lockdown, semi-lockdown, total confusion, you know, continues. Um, and so you, you, do you sometimes find yourself scanning your house and your life obsessively just to see if you can find, you know, a little bit of joy? Is this joy? Is that joy? How much joy do we need? A bit. And, 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 I, and I sort of was making... A, 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 a mental list, a mental, like a really mental <laughs> list of what perks me up. And I tell you what perks me up. And it all, and, I, and you know, long may it continue is pandas. Oh, oh I love pandas. Those silly videos of pandas rolling down hills or pandas cuddling or pandas sneezing. Um, and then I, but then, then something interferes and I start thinking, but, but are, are pandas aggressive to humans? If I tried to snuggle with a panda, would it break my neck? Probably, typical. <laughs> Can you imagine? And there lies Annabelle, killed by her love of pandas. Um, yes. That would be that would be a, a dramatic epitaph. Do you know what like tiny pockets of joy that I get when I close the dishwasher at night, and that yeah. tiny whoosh when it turns on, and I know that it's the end of the day and that there will be clean stuff in my future. Actual Don't you find joy. when you're waiting when you're waiting for the whoosh? You're wondering if there's going to be a whoosh because I get a little bit of joy every time something works. Every time I turn on the telly and there's a, you know, there's those seconds before it loads. The washing machine now is not the time for that to fucking break. The car starts, you know, if I'm going to do, if I'm going shopping, anything. It always feels like a bit of a miracle. Totally. And actually, I feel like my dishwasher might be negging me at the moment because it's slightly, I feel like it might have got slightly longer, the, the gap between the, the, the clothes and the whoosh. But anyway, oh, it still gives me fucker. quite a lot of joy. I tell you what else gives me a little joy is my oldie moisturiser. I mean, I've tried all the posh creams, but... Oldie as in oldie oldie worldy? No, sorry. Oldie as in Lidl, as in A-L-D-I, moisturiser. And it is £1.65. Is it Aldi or Aldi? (laughs) I don't know. You suddenly sound like oppressively posh. Okay. Aldi moisturiser. Or is it Aldi? (laughs) I don't know. Listeners, what is it? Aldi or Aldi. Okay. Is it Lidl or Lidl? I'm joking. I'm joking. No, there's no one to ask. Okay, fine. And I'm oppressively posh sounding, so it's impossible to judge. Well, anyway, £1.65 <laughs> it is. And I slather it everywhere like granny's cold cream. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of, and it is just bliss. £1.65. There yeah, jobs are good. Why not? Yeah. But talking of ordering things online, like your denim shorts, um, <laughs> gives me joy, is ordering something online and it being too big. <gasps> Totally worth the shipping fee, totally worth having to negotiate the return. So oh. I think that in order to counter the terrible feelings of, 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 of depression every time the denim shorts have arrived, have been ridiculous and have gone back, I've now ordered the next lot that are coming tomorrow really big so that I can exactly yeah. have that joy of going... Uh-huh. Oh, you're, you're, hang on, wait, you're, you're keeping going with the denim shorts. <laughs> oh, search, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's still going. The search continues. It's a grim, grim determination it's, surrounding the denim shorts. I think it's so that, it's so that I can kind of stride out into our local park with my dog who is obviously my other joy my lovely joy um billy and my lovely joy <laughs> you know i'm such a 
late blooming dog nut and I didn't want to get a dog and now anyway I'm gonna, I'm such a dog ball so let's not bore you about the dog anymore but um but I thought maybe he and I could just like walk in the park with me and my denim shorts and a kind of like grubby t-shirt and I would look like one of those carefree Jilly Cooper heroines you know who turn out to be sort of who are sort of okay. ravishing and yes. Yeah, and let's kind see of how grubby. that pans out, but I, I totally sympathise <laughs> with the vision. <laughs> Speaking of Jilly Cooper, I'm being so the mean other... today. It must be my hay fever. <laughs> my hay fever's making me a horrible person. You're not a horrible person. You're my... making me laugh. Yeah. Um, the other Jilly Cooper thing that that I've got is that I still, every time I see a horse, even though they're mounted by police in the park and they're there to disperse us, I shout horse. <laughs> I think listen, anyone, anyone who, doesn't... who doesn't shout horse when they see a horse is a psychopath. Totally. Anyone who doesn't shout sheep when they see a sheep is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my diagnosis. Um, I tell you what else gives me joy is when I'm about to go for my walk in the park. Is you know when you put in a jacket and you find a tenner in the pocket. Oh, actual heaven! I think what I might do. This is so pathetic. As next winter draws to a close, plant <laughs> some money in my coat pockets so that then I can give myself a nice surprise treat you know do you think it works uh, if you do that yeah why not actually no not with me because I would remember would you because I was gonna say I would almost be totally guaranteed to have forgotten that I'd done it so it's okay Um, I forget everything useful and remember everything pointless and I think that I would remember I tell you the other thing that gives me joy is when I underthink (laughs) it doesn't happen very often but I feel like underthinking is is something I need to like a muscle I need to flex or like train yes. up. Yes. How do you learn to underthink? I have no idea. I'm going to try. Try and then tell me because one of the things I'm worried about seeing people is I feel I'm going to be overthinking everything they say. Oh my God. Not to mention, obviously, overthinking everything I say. I, I would imagine that when I make a plan to see someone, I'm going to be doing that terrible thing of practicing like, you know, anecdotes and responses on the way there because I don't know what to expect of myself. I just know it's unlikely to be good. And who do I trust enough to be that vulnerably useless in front of? No, that is really difficult. We're going to have to think of some really good excuses. What, for being so sort of peculiar? Because we can't yeah. keep saying it's lockdown, it's lockdown. No, exactly. You can't just say, oh, lockdown, lockdown. You could say, you could say I'm just too under-caffeinated. <laughs> too under-caffeinated with this shit. Exactly. I've been denied that fourth cup of coffee, so therefore I do zoom yeah, down. I, I, function. I couldn't have the fourth cup of I, cu- I couldn't have the fourth cup of coffee because my hands were shaking too much to pour it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too hormonal for this shit. You can use that almost every day. I mean, who's to know? If someone just looks or talks or breathes in the wrong way, I'm going to tear them limb from limb and then <laughs> and then burn them <laughs> and then bury them. <laughs> you see, I, mean, too, I went too far. I went too far. Savage. So I just need some chocolate now. I went too far. I always go too far. That's so funny. Um, uh, I think maybe I'll be able to say I'm too broke for this shit because I am. Well, that would be true. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> or sad. Yeah, I'm too sad for this shit because I no longer know if I really exist. I just feel like my soul is a sort of low-level wine and my only natural habitat is a darkened room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the flip side of, of all the negativity is that I'm too good for this shit. Can't, can't you see how brilliant I am? Do I have to sit here forever waiting to be discovered? When will people know how brilliant I am and allow the light to shine from my great big bushel? Bush. Mm, the bushels are getting quite, quite fancy, aren't they? <laughs> 
It's a big old bushels. <laughs> Mine's definitely the grey bushel of wisdom. I'm too single for this shit. Just my own company alone staring at a wall is better than this. And actually less lonely. Because I may be single, but I'm not insane. I mean, God, it's lonely being around people and not coping with it. Yes, it is, isn't it? Where you feel like you're in the sort of bustle of everything. And like in those sort of films, you know, where you're sort of alone and everyone is rushing around, you know, those sort of time lapse videos, like a time lapse video of life. Yeah, like you're standing in a darkened street and all the lights are whizzing past you, like bright lights, big city, and you're there sort of cocooned, suspended, like in jelly. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I feel that a lot. Yeah. No, I understand that too. Or I'm just too angry for this shit. I've got nothing more to say. Fuck off. <laughs> I, that's another worry, though, is that when I see people, maybe I'm I, maybe my temper will flare in strange ways. I don't know. It's you know, it's been three months. It's quite a long time. It is quite a long time, and you do feel like going fuck off. I mean, sorry. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in the last couple of weeks, the nature of lockdown has definitely changed. A couple of weeks ago, it just felt confusing, and now I'm not sure how I feel, but it's definitely different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my Googling has definitely changed up a gear, I think. Yes, trying to find out how we feel by binning the sleep hygiene and just, you know, having a googly night. Yeah, every night is a googly night where you're basically like, what am I allowed to do? What is going on? How many, you know, cups? Or in my case, motivational panda video. (laughs) So then I can start by gently laughing and then allow that to mutate into a cleansing weep. Also, I went down a terrible conspiracy theory hole the other day. Of course you did. I think you start with sort of COVID-19 and has it... I mean, I'm not going to say anything that uh, might fuel anyone else Googling this shit, but you sort of suddenly you're on faked moon landings, the assassination of JFK, murder of Princess Diana. Uh, You know, there is so much conspiracy out there and it does make you really doubt everything. Yeah, it does. If you if you drill down into those conspiracy theories and everything, then you're you can understand why people really go with it because the it's like being in a really unfun house of fun. The floor just keeps shifting and everything. You can't be sure of anything. But I mean, we can't be sure of everything. Anything. It's all gone to shit. It has. I tell you what. I tell you. I tell you what. A lot of people must be googling right now. Is how much does it cost to get a divorce? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Can you? I mean. You know, there by the grace of God. But yeah, can you? If yeah. if anything, this extended will have, period together has in no way exposed the fault lines in everyone's relationships. I mean, and and how and how people run things and walk. I know it must be really tough. Um, so people all over England are deleting their browser histories, but sort of taking notes. Yes, violently, all, and and creating secret drawers and stashing the runaway running away money and all that stuff. I bet you. Do you reckon people are having Zoom sex? And do you think? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought about that the other day as another. Is Zoom sex illegal? <laughs> I read something about um, in one of the in one of the papers. Oh God, weeks ago now about how to get frisky if you're single without you know secretly going and visiting your lover, which I'm sure that everybody's doing. But anyway, um, and one of the things it said was don't have Zoom sex. It is highly unlikely to work. It's going to kill any semblance of mystery that you might be trying to cling on to. Have phone sex. Have text sex, careful, or send pictures, but careful with Zoom sex. And actually, I think that's probably quite good advice. But I mean, you I think, know, I think that's one of us can give it a go and report back, right? <laughs> yes, okay. Take right, one I'll leave for that the middle team. <laughs> All right, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. It's not going to be pretty in be, any way. It'd be so funny. You could compare video sex on all the different platforms. So, like Google Hangouts, Microsoft Teams, and Zoom sex and report back of which is which. TikTok oh. sex would be quite mad, wouldn't it? 
I'm obsessed with TikTok. Don't even, I, I even know. have my own account now. <laughs> so what, as opposed to your eight-year-old? <laughs> yeah, I set it up over the weekend and I've been doing all the dots. I know, I can hardly watch. I tell you what um, I've been Googling. I was Googling just before we started recording this podcast was how do you catch conjunctivitis? Because <laughs> I don't know whatever it is that's going on in my eyes is just hay fever from the male trees or if I've got conjunctivitis because I've, I look and feel like I've been punched. But how? Can, can, can conjunctivitis just strike or do you have to catch it from another infected person? Because if that's the case... I have not seen anybody. No, it's... But we all had it at the beginning of lockdown, so, I mean... Yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah, but I obviously haven't given it to you virtually. It just adds to the indignity of looking in the mirror. I mean, I really, you know, I've got bright red sort of myopic eyes. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, I am also, along with the Daisy Dukes, shamefully Googling our small, stylish tattoos um, and I'm even contemplating getting and I just this thought crossed my mind the other day of getting a 2020 tattoo like a sort of mm. like a brand it's burnt on your soul so you're gonna have it sort of you know so if, yeah, burnt case, on your body and obviously the other thing is what's gonna happen next but yes when when will this be over well Google doesn't know the answer to that no none well, no some one of your does. conspiracy theories might yeah, but they all they all just think that lock that lockdown was sort of a huge conspiracy, and it's just it's too depressing to actually like. What I, what I what I do know though is that everybody's had their own different, unique flavor of lockdown. So I think we just need to allow all the people that we love, and I'm hoping people let me do this, just drift out gently because it's going to be we're all going to be a bit post traumatic, even the ones who are really lucky like you and me. Yes. Um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, people are going to be very unsteady for some time to come, I think. And you never know, do you? They can no. be as bombastic as me <laughs> and actually very frightened and very worried and very uncertain. And I think there's going to be even more of that than usual. But we're just not going to see it for a bit. No, I agree. I agree because I think that it's going to be such a slow slip back into real life or whatever real life feels like. And, yeah. and I think... And I think that, you know, our in, our survival instinct and our idea of, of and our ability to move forward may mean that we've closed off other things that we've and tried not to think about them. And we're going to have to think about them at some point anyway. I know. I know. Because we've all sort of shut ourselves down to get on with this. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> anyway. So good luck. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. With the next week. And I want to say it's all going to be OK. I don't know if it'll all be OK, but... I hope it'll all be okay. And I hope that Emily and I will see you here this time next week. <laughs> yeah, bye. Lots of love. Lots of love. Bye. bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Underestimate me. That'll be fun. 60. 